In today's video, I'm going to be talking about how a Christian can wrestle with Dostoevsky in relation to their relationship with God. Now, Dostoevsky is a thinker I deeply admire and has deeply influenced my views on religion, Christianity, God, society, and just everything in general, from reading The Idiot to Crime and Punishment, which I have in my hand, to The Brothers Karamazov, to Demons. All of these books wrestle with profound questions and have had a significant influence on my life, and I would like to share some of those influences, some of those ideas with you. And this is more of an open video where I'm going to be discussing about how his thoughts can be applied to your life and your struggle with the divine idea. Now, of course, you can approach it from an atheistic perspective and also get great depth out of it. And I'll talk about that perspective as well in the next video. However, today we are going to be focusing mainly on Dostoevsky and his relationship with Christianity. Now, Dostoevsky's relationship with Christianity is one of great turmoil, struggle, and suffering, because a lot of people like to look at the saints, a lot of us like to look at great religious figures, and think immediately in our head, these people have a wonderful relationship with God, they feel God's love. We like to talk a lot about God's love in our lives. Uh, you go to the church, you meet people in communion, and you say, well, these people are wonderful people. How much do they feel the love of God? How much do they feel his blessings? But very little times, very few, do we focus, at least in the modern world today, on the suffering of, of Christians, the suffering that people experience as a result of their relationship with God. And that suffering is something which is immense, it's something which is intense, and can be found in a lot of situations. And as a result, sometimes by focusing so much on the love of God, about how God blesses you, it alienates people from feeling that suffering. People who are suffering might go to church and say, everyone around me is feeling this love whatever you want to call it. They're feeling this communion, they're feeling this unity with the divine. And for people who feel separated, for people who feel that God has abandoned them, even if they're Christians, might feel alienated. And that's not a feeling that you want to experience. That is not something you want to suffer with. Because the reality is, these experiences are real, and those experiences are true. And that's something that Dostoevsky, I think, encapsulates so strongly in his books, is that no matter how much you end up with a feeling of hopefulness, and Burjayev puts it very well, no matter how dark the situation is, Dostoevsky always provides a way out, a light, a hope at the end of the tunnel. Nevertheless, when you think about Dostoevsky, you have this idea that the suffering is always present in this book, and no one is going to be reading a Dostoevsky book and feel alienated, because yes, the blessing, the love is present, but it is mainly suffering as well. And as a result, when you are wrestling with a divine idea when you're reading Dostoevsky, don't read Dostoevsky, don't read Raskolnikov, don't read Mushkin, don't read Alyosha, don't read Ivan as figures who do not suffer at all. There are people who suffer immensely, and I know sometimes Alyosha doesn't, doesn't seem like he suffers, but he does. And in his own way, he in his unique way, he suffers with a divine idea, just as we all suffer with a divine idea sometimes. And that's something you I wanted to start off this video by, just thinking about this moment, this emphasis on suffering within the church, which is, I think, oftentimes mis misrepresented or un not spoken about enough, because too much times in modern society, we're focused on comfort, we're focused on love, we're focused on wealth, health, and all these prosperity ideas. And as a result, churches, when they're trying to present the gospel to people, they're focusing on these ideas of prosperity, when in reality, a lot of the re relationship with God is of suffering, of sadness, and of darkness. Now, I'd like to move on to the next thing, which I've already touched upon slightly, is that it's not all about sadness, it's all not all about darkness. And that's something that Dostoevsky does very well as well. There is a hope, there is a light, 
there is that light of Jesus Christ within his novels, which are which are so profound. And no matter how deep you fall into the pits of suffering and of hell in Dostoevsky's works, when Mushkin gets used, abused, um, taken advantage of, the light of Jesus Christ remains the same and it remains stronger. And that strength is is wonderful and it's profound. It's it's this wonderful feeling of love and and it, and a feeling that that love encapsulates you. And that is something wonderful as well, is to focus, I suppose, in this situation that despite there is darkness, there is also hope. And that if you don't focus on that hope, if you don't focus on that light, perhaps, then the situation becomes way more difficult for you. It becomes way more troublesome. And then you become encapsulated by the suffering, which is not how you're meant to live. You're meant to recognize a suffering, recognize it as a burden, but also recognize the light and hope as well. I think that's something which is found in the works of Dostoevsky, that there is always a hope at the end of the tunnel, and that even no matter how dark the situation becomes, no matter how much sin one commits, there is always that forgiveness. There is always that love at the end of the tunnel. That's the second thing that I think Christians can learn from meditating on the works of Dostoevsky. The third thing that I would like to share with you, and I think this is something which is very beautiful, is, is the emphasis on the mystical relationship with the divine. The idea that you don't need to know everything. That the idea of knowing everything is in, in itself a requirement, a criteria which is insufficient. We live in a world where everyone wants to seek answers. We demand answers for things that we do not understand. We, we demand the truth, which is all very good things. But at the same time, when one turns to situations of religious faith, of these ultimate ideas like the divine ideal, sometimes the truth is not necessarily that it doesn't exist, but that it is something which has to be wrestled with, and that the very fact of wrestling with that divine idea is precisely the process and also the end of existing within the divine. What it means to be religious, perhaps, can be seen as one and the same as wrestling with the divine. And it's not one set of answers which you reach and accept immediately, but rather it is through that struggling with the divine idea, the non-knowing, the unknowing, and the process from not knowing something to the process of knowing something, that wrestling in the clouds of uncertainty and indecision is part of the journey. And, and that is one of Dostoevsky's criticism of Catholicism, is that it provides people with way too much peace in the same way that Nietzsche criticizes Catholicism and religion as well, that it provides people with way too much certainty. That part of the existential struggle is part of thunder and lightning and fear and trembling and suffering and, and experience and joy and, and youthful bliss and, and raw emotion. That all of those feelings, the true depth of humanity, is precisely what it means to be religious. And that by giving human certainty and by asking people to pursue certainty, is in some sense uh, a detractor from, from that vision and something which will take away from the divine beauty. And that is something that I think is a third way in which Christians should wrestle with Dostoevsky. To recognize that you don't need all the answers immediately and you don't need to feel that you have all the solutions in your hands right now. You need to recognize that sometimes part of being in this world is to be part of the unknown and to be part of searching and yearning for the truth and wrestling with it 
and that the fact that you're wrestling and struggling with this does not mean that you're falling or you're doing something wrong, but that the struggle is itself part of the truth. And I think that is something that you should think about. Before we get on to the last point of this video, if you've been enjoying this video so far, please consider supporting me on Patreon, which will help me continue this mission of spreading accessible and good philosophical content and Christian content to the world. If you don't want to support us on Patreon, that's completely fine as well. Feel free to consider liking and subscribing. But of course, if you want to support us on Patreon, the link will be in the description below. If not, just share this video and this channel with your friends. Let's carry on to the last point of this video. Now, the last way which I'll talk about Dostoevsky for Christians is the beauty of Christ. I talked a bit about it previously with the hope of Christ. But I think the beauty of Christ is something which is way more profound. Something which takes it beyond the mere feelings of, of happiness, of love. All of these things can come and go. And I suppose the love which you're thinking about, especially in this world today, is this passionate, lustful love which everyone, I suppose, experiences once in a while. But those things fade away and... Sometimes in pursuit of that love, you are pursuing some ephemeral pursuit of some short joy. Whereas true love is one in which you are, and I was watching a video by Iman Gaji recently, and he said true love is a feeling of being able to wake up with someone and be happy with waking up with them. Not necessarily a lustful love. And that love can last forever. And I thought that was a very beautiful idea, beautiful depiction of the idea of love. The love of Christ, perhaps, is is quite similar in the sense that it is there you're happy to be in that union with God there may be suffering there might not be happiness but then there is love and that is sufficient that beauty beauty remains and sometimes beauty can be tragic think of Holbein's painting of Christ in the tomb think of the crucifix these are all things which are dreadful to look upon these are things which are which bring great pain when you think about these ideas Yet, at the same time, I'm trying to open my computer again. It is something which is beautiful, and that beauty lasts. And that is something which I think is the last thing that Dostoevsky encapsulates. It is ultimately, despite all the good and evils of life, the highs and the lows, if you are able to maintain that beauty, maintain that meditation on that ideal of, of the good, well, then you will be set, not necessarily set for life, but you will be on a good track towards your relationship with God. That when highs happen, you'll be able to rejoice in the existential bliss of that situation. And when lows hit, you don't feel too big of a low. You're just there, accepting the beauty of the suffering, the struggle of the cross that you must carry. And I think that wraps up a few ways in which a Christian can wrestle with the works of Dostoevsky. Hope you've enjoyed this video. If you enjoyed this video, make sure to like and subscribe. It means a lot to me. And also go check out our Patreon our Patreon is a way in which you can support this channel financially. I'm currently in university, and as a result, it would be great, I would appreciate it greatly if you can support me there. But of course, if not, feel free to share this video with your friends and family, and if you find it helpful, then share it with people you know. And that is a wonderful way to support this channel as well if you enjoy this video. Stay safe, my friends. See you soon. Thank you for watching, and goodbye. I'll see you in the next one.